Good people, it's Friday Junior. The week is almost over. But we here for another dope episode of Paper Route. I'm Corey Holmes, aka Corey in the Cut. I got Ashley Nicole Moss here with me in the studio. Hi. Brandon Marshall. I th- believe he's out in Las Vegas. Hopefully he's staying cool. There he is. What's up with Don't be telling America nobody way. where I'm at, man. Oh, Don't hey. be telling my whereabouts, bro. Oh, hey, I'm the feds. Oh man, I just started off the show being the feds. My fault, man. Um, we got Wu Out West, we got BC in the booth, and we got Manor Legend. You know, he's just out somewhere and remaining re- mysterious, right? But uh, no, we got Show a your show. face, Manderville. I know, right? <laughs> he's somewhere hiding in the shadow. Oh, uh, uh, Randall we Johnson, feeling? love you too. Thanks for watching. He's in the chat. He said, Ashley, I love you, big red heart. So just want to say hi. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> Did y'all get an I love you today? I don't think so. I didn't. I don't I think didn't. you ever got an I, love I think you. I've been receiving the opposite of I love you, y'all. They've been killing me. They've been killing me because of the, uh, the what did Corey wow. know from yesterday. Dude. They've been killing me on social media. On the Twitter, Twitter streets are on the verge of revoking your black card, but that's a different conversation. Uh, no, that, that's, that's what they've been telling me. That's what they've been telling me. My black card is about to be revoked. Oh, crazy. Definitely crazy. up for renewal. Yeah, he said up for the renewal. Yeah. All right, let's get into the show though today, man. <laughs> we got to take a little one. longer to the renewal process. Right. right, right, right yo, I'm, I'm down bad after that, that paid in full miss. It, 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 got, it got scary yesterday. But uh, but not. Nah, so what, what we're going to hit today, Broncos coach uh, Sean Payton established an interesting set of rules for this preseason. Uh, we're going to share our thoughts on that a little bit later. And Kyan Anthony, he's been in the lab. But the question is, will he be better than his dad, Carmelo Anthony? We'll get the, we'll dive into that a little bit later. Um, but we're going to start the show off with this. We got several rookies making their debuts tonight in the preseason. So we got a doubleheader uh, to start off week one of the preseason. Houston Texans versus the Patriots. And you got the Minnesota Vikings versus the Seahawks. Who are you guys looking forward to seeing? So... Ashley, you know I don't care about preseason, y'all. Start fast. Finish strong. You know, Brandon, we had this conversation in the production meeting. I am a football fanatic. Come week one, I'm Mm -hmm. watching 12 hours of football. Ask my mom from 1 p.m. to what 11 p.m. when Sunday night football ends. I am Mm -hmm. in the same spot. I only get up for bathroom breaks, snacks, and seven (laughs) inning stretches. But preseason is not my stilo. I don't care. I'm going to be honest with you. Ashley, there has to be one player veteran or rookie that you're excited about one. even if it's just your our team if it's our dallas cowboys <laughs> is there one one there gotta be one <laughs> any of the top picks can you start in the top five so, maybe top five draft picks so, or something? so here's here's what i say Corey. before we even die before i dive into who i'm excited to watch mm-hmm. you know i do uh you know i'm like ashley obviously uh, a huge football fan you know i'm not watching 12 hours so help let me let me backtrack. I'm probably not like Ashley. Ashley probably watches more football than I do. Ashley, it's tough for me on Sunday with the kids running around to keep up with all the games. Uh, what I found that helps me is like I'll find one or two games, but then I'll go and just watch, you know, the 13 minute uh, clips on YouTube. And that's how I keep up there. And then I'll read all the reports and the statistics. Um, what we need to understand is that preseason is important not necessarily to the fan because it's not great football it's, it's almost like the nba uh, uh basketball like their regular season from uh november to uh right around march okay this is why they need to do the in season play in etc cetera, etc cetera. it's just not good ball um but when you're building your team your general manager uh this is really exciting time so when you look at how this thing is constructed the first game 
And every coach is different, right? Because now you're talking about players making 20, 30, 40 million dollars a year. They got to protect that asset, which is their number one asset. So sometimes these coaches don't play guys. We heard about Aaron Rodgers not playing. And there's other guys like, oh, we're on the fence if this guy's going to play or not. But the first game, which you're, which you're, which you're really looking at as a team, uh, Ashley and Corey, you're really looking at the pregame routine. Can we master the pregame routine? It's the first time us being in our locker room at home or on the road. How are we coming out? What time are we showing up? Uh, what is our warm-up like? Do you guys know that you're on a 20 and a 40? You're, the offense is over here on the right. The defense is over here on the left. And then the first string, the thing that you're looking for is the first drive, maybe a fir the first quarter. So that's the first game. Then everybody else plays. Mm. The second game, it's all about can we play a half, right? It might be, you know, play the first quarter and then, a, 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 a you know, a drive into the second quarter. But can we put a couple together? Like, can we do that? Then the third game, we want to play a half, and then we want to get to halftime, make adjustments. It's the first time we're, we're, you know, we're incorporating adjustments and being on our butts, not on our feet. And then coming out, uh, uh, what does that look like for us? Can we do, you know, what we talked about in the locker room? So that's the process. You know, I just wanted to walk us through that. But I will say this, who I'm excited to watch, Ashley and Corey, Deuce Vaughn from my uh, Dallas Cowboys. Y'all hear me saying this, right? Dallas Cowboys. I'm high mm -hmm. on the Dallas Cowboys. Ashley Bandwagon. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan this year. <laughs> Desmond Ritter, the quarterback. I got his name right, Corey. Yeah, you the quarterback have. for uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Desmond Ritter is somebody that I really want to watch. And the last two is Zach Wilson of the Jets. He's going to have a lot of time. I want to see if this guy's developing what he's learning from Aaron Rodgers. You see some of the no-look throws coming out of camp. I like that a lot. And then the last group is Baltimore. I want to see this whole Baltimore offense. I'm excited to see what Lamar Jackson, Odell Beckham Jr., and Zay Flowers do, how they put it all together. So that's what I'm I'm looking forward to, Court. On that note, Brandon, you think the Ravens going to keep that winning streak alive in this preseason? Well, I, I forgot about the winning streak. What are they like? The Please last two, three? What is the be for real right now. <laughs> Are we, is this a real conversation that we're having? Did you just though. have the audacity <laughs> to say, are they going to keep their preseason winning streak alive? What the hell there, is going on right no, now? There's no other team that you could say is done. What the actual can, well, can you, hell you is check, going, what are we actually talking about long, right now? Are we for real? <laughs> is this a real Ashley, conversation? It's a cool, it's Ashley, a, it's a, so you're not, you mean to tell me you're not going to watch the Dallas Cowboys at all in the preseason? I'm going to watch clips of it. I'm not sitting there and watching four quarters of glorified training camp. What the oh hell? My goodness. And we're right. sitting here actually dissecting a preseason winning streak. Like, get out of my face. This is uh, this is Ooh. egregious. This is disrespectful. Ooh. Hold on. I, what is the winning streak, Corey? Right. What is this? Hold right now, the we'll winning streak stands from 2015 is 23 games straight. Oh so, so my, who cares? They haven't lost a preseason game. Man, How many amazing, playoff Ashley. wins do they have? Huh? That's yeah. Crazy. How many playoff wins do they have? They probably got more than the Cowboys. <laughs> How many playoff wins do they have? They, they probably got more than the Cowboys. Do I they? Backfired. I backfired, ain't it be? Do they? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That, that's what I'm saying. We, since 2015, what they got? How many? Who, who hey, has more playoff wins? Get off my Cowboys, Corey. Corey, get off my Cowboys. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot you're an honorary Cowboys fan this year. That's right. Ashley, are you accepting me? Can I get into the club? Are you and Mr. Jeff uh, the president and the chairman of the Cowboy uh, fan base. I got to see you after week one. I got to see you after week one. Week one, we play the Giants. You can't, as a Cowboys fan, even if the Giants do something nice or impressive, you cannot actually acknowledge it. 
if you are able to pass that test, then you can go ahead and hop on the Cowboys bandwagon for the new season. If you're not, I got to boot you out. All right. All right. That's love. Hey, Corey, uh -huh. they will uh, extend this streak. Uh, I don't know if they'll, you know, go 4 and 0 this year. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and look, let's hit this quick and let's move on so Ashley doesn't walk off the set. Right, <laughs> right at this point. Um, I, I think they will, right? And I think that, you know, when you have something like this going on, you try to protect it. It's cool. I know it's preseason. It's, it's, it's meaningless. But it is a cool thing, right? And, mm -hmm. and the coaches want to go out there and win because it's not just about the superstars, right? Like, they're coaching it's up the culture. their rookies, their second guys. The third guys, the same way they're, you know, they're coaching up, you know, the veterans in, in, in the same passion that they have for winning when the whole team is out there. They want that same effort when the guys that's trying to make the team when they're out there. You'll see the veterans on the sideline. That's the most exciting part about preseason. You see our guys with their baseball caps and sunflower seeds running up and down the field when the younger players make, make plays. So it's on the younger players to actually extend this streak, Corey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. We, we had a conversation. It was actually in our post-production meeting, right? And it was about, like, what stadiums we felt were the Wait, best in the Wait, time out, Corey. You go ahead, go ahead. asked Andrew a question. Did I? To pull up who has more playoff wins, oh, the you, Ravens. Oh, you want to settle that. You want to settle that one. Or first, the huh? Cowboys, and right, I want ahead. the answer. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, well, I didn't know you wanted the Cowboys, too, but I could tell you they only the played five. The Ravens have five, six. They only played five games. I thought it was six. They only played five okay. games since 2015. Okay, so in the playoffs. Okay. okay, and the Ravens. No, no, no. That was that was, that was the, Ravens. the Ravens. Okay, and That's the Cowboys. I'm, I'm looking up the Cowboys right now. Okay, since 2015. Well, how many wins of those five? It was what, like maybe like wins? Three? Yeah, they only got one. They, oh, only one. Okay, all L's. Are you gonna? Oh, come Cowboys, on, give me, say it to me, Andrew. The Cowboys have two wins. <laughs> okay, but they played what, one, two, what three, do? four, five, six times. All right, don't matter. Two we wins. have more. Two is higher than one. Say you're sorry, Corey. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying I'm sorry. Say you're sorry, Corey. No, 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 no. no. All right, so. so <laughs> Say I, you're sorry, Corey. I stand corrected. How about that? I, I stand I'm corrected. Sorry. I, I'm, Typical. I stand Just corrected. like a man. Just like a man. <laughs> Go ahead. I stand corrected. Nah, but anyways, we we're, this might be like a little question for the chat on the side, right? Like who has the best stadium in the NFL? I, You know, of course I'm biased. I think the... The De not the Detroit Lions, but the Dolphins have one of the better stadiums in the NFL. Anyways, what? the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> Anyways. Now, what? You, what? Corey, what you, you say you might be a little biased. That's all. But, what, just give me three the, uh, features that you love about this Miami it's Dolphins. That, it's Club that live. canopy. It's that Club canopy. Live. You can be sitting anywhere in the stadium if you're on the right side, and you're going to be shaded, and you're still going to be outside. Like I like the. I like that you can get some natural air. <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. <laughs> but it's a beautifully architect state, like architect state. And no, like I said, you're, yo, under, you're under yo, the you're such a gas artist, bro. <laughs> like, like, like you, you are so cap. I get it. You he are a Dolphins, Dolphins fan. A I'm Dolphins here for fan. the energy. That, and is that teal just not the most beautiful color? Uh, uh, yo, you know, Corey, you are I, I so capping nice. right they, now. They like you, you, bro, the Dolphin Stadium isn't even top 15. Stop. That's crazy. <laughs> Corey, you've lost. Who, who, your, top what? 15 is crazy. What stadium do you? No, real talk, Brandon. Let's have this conversation with him because I think he's been to a different Hard Rock Stadium than you and I have been. Into. So I just want to know: Is the one you go to in Miami Gardens? Yes, it is the one in Miami oh, Gardens. Oh, because we can't be talking about the same stadium. one. It is a beautiful stadium. Y'all think that's not a beautiful stadium? I think that's crazy. What's beautiful about it? The big loop of the do ramp that you gotta walk up, like that's in a like the little they big circular boat. It. It's the same. It's, it's the same Sun Life Stadium that I played in back in 2010, <laughs> 2011. They put, they put a little facelift on it by putting that canopy. Core, you are right. Uh -huh. um, this is what's wrong with the fickle Miami uh, Dolphins fans. They don't come out when it's hot, right? Because there was 
that visitor side, I believe, yeah. mm-hmm. is the one where the sun is brutal mm-hmm. with that sun on them. So the canopy uh, does work miracles. You know, that this was the first team that I played on where it's like, I got to get a suite for my family because it's too hot. Right? I played in Denver. I played in Chicago. I played in New York. And you get a suite for those, uh, you know, fall cold months. Right. So this was the one where it's like, yo, it's, it's the opposite. It's the heat. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, well, we'll do, the, do do us a favor real quick while Corey's getting into hmm. this uh, this topic. Can you pull up the top uh, fifteen stadiums and and we'll come back to it. I actually have it ready. All right, we well, oh, go. Yeah, so, let's do this now. Yeah, I, I have two websites, but the one I'm looking on right now is Pro Football Network. Mm-hmm. And I can current, tell you which one's in there. This is for 2023. <laughs> the current ra- ranking for Hard Rock is 24. What? Because yeah. it's yeah. 24. And there was crazy. another site. I've been in a lot 25. of NFL stadiums too. Like that's actually wild. I don't understand, Corey, how you can see a stadium like Allegiant, the Death Star, in Vegas. I don't I understand get, I how you that. can. Huh? I, I, I give them that. That's I don't understand how you stadium. can look at SoFi, which beautiful I was stadium. there for the Super Bowl in LA. Phenomenal. Yeah. Cowboy Stadium, absolutely beautiful. That beautiful screen stadium. in itself set the precedent for the size Vikings, of screens that you've seen. The Viking okay. Stadium. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't Atlanta. understand how you can. Atlanta. Atlanta. All right. <laughs> All right. I don't understand how you can see those stadiums and say, yeah, the. the Even. The, the, All right, how about outdoors? How about outdoor stadiums? Can we give it that? I think that was actually the conversation no, in no, the post production anyway. It was outdoor, outdoor stadiums. stadiums. I'm going with the Jets. I'm in the Giants. I'm I gave him I gave Seattle. that one. I'm even Seattle's going beautiful. With, uh, the Broncos is better than. No, it's uh, not. Better environment. No, it's not. I've than seen all of them. The Dolphins. Woo, can you go through the 10 real quick? Like, just list the top, top 10, 10 real quick. Yeah, I got and you. Let's see if your if your team's on. Everybody in the chat, whatever, whoever your team. I know my team's on it. Your team made top ten. Yeah. Okay, so according to Pro Football Network, first one is Lambeau Field. Stop. Wait, time Stop. out, time new out, list, time list. out. I know. Time list. Go, go, go out, to a new source. <laughs> like based <laughs> on what? His, based on <laughs> nah, history, but, they got freaking bleachers. Yeah, right. I will say this. Hold on, time out. Hold on, before you move on, I will say this. Remember, I played against them twice a year when I was uh, playing for the Chicago Bears. There's nothing like playing in Lambeau Field mm-hmm. on a primetime game. Like I said before, the only thing that's there is like a damn Holiday Inn uh, uh, and one little steakhouse within the Holiday Inn, and then there's Appleton, Wisconsin. So you drive maybe 30, 40 minutes to get to Lambeau Field. And so as you're pulling up to Lambeau Field, it's just you just come out of like a neighborhood. Mm. You come out of a neighborhood, you know, there's trees, there's houses everywhere, and then all of a sudden it's just the space just opens up. And there's Lambeau Field and the light. It's just shining on it. It's magical. It's like you, it's like a gift from the football gods. Mm. So if they're talking about the experience, then I would say yes. But from an amenity standpoint, they're not number one. But there's nothing better than playing at Lambeau Field on primetime television. All right. I I mean, listen, history or whatever. Okay, keep going, Andrew. All right. Number two is SoFi Stadium. I can see that. Number three is U.S. Bank Stadium. Which is uh, where the Vikings play. Correct. Right, right, right. And then number four is Arrowhead, Kansas City. Okay. Number five is Lumen Field. Same type of vibe. There's nothing louder. It's like a college atmosphere. So I can see why they're up there if that's the experience. Okay. Number five. All right. And then you have number five, Lumen Field, which is Seattle. Okay. Number six is Allegiant or Legion. Vegas. Vegas. Mm-hmm. Then AT&T Stadium, Dallas. How about them That's boys? number seven. Okay. Uh, Benz, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is the Falcons. The Accreture Stadium, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then Caesars Dome for Saints. Stop. Yeah, it's interesting. They, so that, that list, Ashley, sounds like they went off that. That list was built off of, like, experience, right? Um, that's what that seems like. It wasn't about the amenities and uh, – 
the design of it. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, because I've never been to a game in the Dome, but in New Orleans. But when I've been there in the past, I've actually like toured it, and it's it's a very like um, it is a like a feeling. Like the Dome is just very like um, there's like a feeling about it that is just. I don't know how to describe Ashley, it. It's like a magical feeling about Ashley, it. Like it may not be the the newest and it may not be the brightest and the, and the br- biggest anymore, but there's like a feeling, a magical feeling about it that you can't like recreate. It's it's special. I guess. Ashley, I threw up my arm because I wanted you guys to see the goosebumps there. Uh, they're still there. I don't know if we can do a tight there, but do a tight. Don't get my ashy elbows. But if you can do a tight there, I have goosebumps when Ashley said that. Remember, my last cup of tea was with the New Orleans Saints. Okay. I didn't get a chance to play out, but I was there for about four or five weeks. And when I tell you that there's a fit, that, that was the best environment that I've ever been yeah. in. Like it was rocking, you know, just the whole uh, culture. They are, you know, they're partying, they're drinking. I've never experienced anything like that. So Ashley is dead on. And it's, it's, it's interesting that you felt that, Ashley, and there wasn't even a game going on. Well, I tell people this all the time, Brandon. Like, I don't know if, Andrew, have you been to New Orleans? Hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, well, not New Orleans, but Louisiana. No, but New yeah. Orleans, like no, specifically. Not Have New you Orleans. been to New Orleans? I played in that stadium in oh, high school. Yeah. Yeah, like I tell people this all the time, Brandon. Like New Orleans is one of my favorite cities in the U.S. I've been mm, twice, right. and I tell this story all the time. The first, every single time that I've gone, the two times that I've gone, I there's only been a few places in the world that I've stepped off the plane and I immediately felt like the energy, like the magic, and mm. Jamaica's one of them. The minute I step off the plane in Jamaica, like there's, there's an energy shift like in my body, I can just feel it. And then New Orleans, I felt the exact same thing. Being in, being in the city and just getting off the plane, like you just feel you're in a place that has so much history and so much magic and is just special. Like New Orleans is just one of those places in the world that I felt like Yo. that. And, it, and it's, it, that, so it doesn't surprise me that I felt that in a stadium when there was no game. The city just feels like mm-hmm. that. It's a special place. Ashley. Ashley, I lived in Uptown. I had a little shotgun house in Uptown, okay? And so, beautiful, you know, but very small. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the corner uh, of our street was uh, like a five-star restaurant. Mm-hmm. It should have been a Michelin, right? And, and, and so when you talk about Zion, you know, we make fun of him of like eating. I get it. I get it. Me like, too. <laughs> food good down there, huh? Yo, I, bro, <laughs> I was eating these damn oysters and catfish and... All this, what did they call the the gumbo? Gumbo, oh, Brandon. The, the first beignet. time I put a beignet, a beignet in my oh, mouth, no. I cannot explain to you the feeling that went through my body. <laughs> like the That's first the time I went to Cafe Du Monde and I had a beignet with hot chocolate, the first bite, I felt like I just fell in love for the first time. It was the listen, greatest listen. feeling <laughs> of my life. Like, listen, listen, Ashley. I'm gonna I'm give I'm gonna give a, a little something to our fellas here, right? While we're on this topic. Fellas, mm-hmm. if you want to, if you want to uh, really uh, surprise your lady, just take her there for a day or two days and say, "Babe, we just gonna go on a nice little dining experience, breakfast, lunch, and dinner." Mm-hmm. Then go, bro. It's it's that magical. It's Ashley's that good. Right. Oh it's my that god. Mm-hmm. Appreciate but, the pro tip. Yeah. 
<laughs> Here you go, Corey. Corey. Free game, Corey. I'm taking go. notes. I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. That might have to be I'll the move. I'll talk to you about Paris later, Corey. Okay. <laughs> what, to do and what, to do, what not to do in Paris. Yeah. Ooh, Paris is so sexy, so romantic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Brandon. <laughs> Back to football. <laughs> Moving on. Go ahead, Corey. <laughs> hey, well, well, listen, this conversation started because the Tennessee Titans released their early look at their $2.1 billion stadium that is set to open in 2027. Let's take a look at it. It actually looked pretty cool. Actually, um, Nashville's on one of my places to visit. One of my my friend Liv has been a few times, but I think that that stadium is perfect for the city of Nashville. There, there's a big music scene, country music specifically. Mm -hmm. That is a perfect stadium for concerts. You saw what it looked like when there were concerts being held there. So outside of football, which obviously you know they have a huge fan base out there in Tennessee, and um, it'll do fantastic in that aspect. I think that's a incredible entertainment setup mm -hmm. just from the different tiers the suites look very nashville's brick and like yeah. very like country music mm -hmm. and you know taylor swift's gonna have a ball when she brings oh. her tour there <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely, right? probably in, in 2027 her next sellout tour but i think it's gonna do um great so it's one Listen, of the reasons i'm gonna be i'm gonna add nashville to my list of places to visit absolutely yeah, Nashville's dope, Ashley. It's a different type of energy, different type of vibe there. Obviously, a lot of country there, but there's still something there for us. There's a lot of soul in Nashville as well. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you you will enjoy Nashville. Great food, great scene, great town, cool people. Um, for me, Corey, the thing that came up for me is I think it's dope. Uh, I love seeing how uh, uh, these owners, uh, these cities are embracing like the experience around uh, uh, the the game in the stadium, right? Like you see more retail, you see more hotel, uh, more hotels there. So, uh, you know, I think the first to do this was like uh, Robert Kraft. Make, I think he was the first to do this in, in in New England. Robert Kraft building out all of that stuff around it. So now you see SoFi Stadium and others following this same uh, blueprint. What I loved about the design, because you guys know I love uh, uh, design, um, 
I love how they kept it Nashville. They didn't go yeah. overboard, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't go like what the Dallas Cowboys did or futuristic like, you know, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, why are you laughing? Because you can't be a Cowboys fan throwing shots. You see, you already failing multiple tests. You're trying to join the bandwagon. She and, you throw, you. and you throw in the squad under the bus. That, that's strike one, yeah. but continue. Right. But but that, but also, Ashley, um, you know, little little bit of uh, uh, bitter here, right? I would never play in this stadium. I never played in uh, Atlanta's new stadium. I never played in Minnesota's new stadium. Um, I, I played in every single stadium except the New Orleans uh, uh, Superdome, Mercedes Dome, you know, that was the only one. And then now all these new stadiums are popping up and they're super cool. And I won't be able to go out there and and, 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 and just crush those DBs and score touchdowns and do my little dance just, in the end zone. So it's a little come out, Just come out of retirement then. <laughs> well, listen, maybe I can. I'm 39. My back hurt. I worked out the other day at House of Athlete. I did a couple squats. L4, L5, my lumbar area. I need to get a little surgery or something. I'm jacked. <laughs> oh my but God. Yeah. Good, it's crazy. It's crazy. I think I need a couple surgeries. Um, a couple. Get some cleanup surgeries, but I'm actually, I actually made out well. 13 years playing a game at a high level, very uh, volat- violent. Um, but like, you know, I feel great. I, I probably need to get my right big toe cleaned out, Ashley. Uh, you know, my left ankle. I probably got to get that cleaned out. There's some floating bone spurs there. In mm. L4, L5, my chiropractor is saying that I don't need surgery. I just need to do more rehab, and I should be fine and more core exercises. But there can be a surgery on the horizon. Mm. But when you look at all these other athletes, I'm in great shape compared to some of our legends. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, now. <laughs> Wait, before we, before we move on, you know, from this stadium conversation, Nashville, they've never have hosted a Super Bowl, right? So many are believing that this move is to increase their odds of possibly yeah, landing of one, right? So, yeah, and there's also, too, after their success with the draft in 2019, they were kind of already becoming a, a, a city that was going to be in the talks for landing the Super Bowl. How do you think, how, how soon do you think they'll land one, though, you know, with when once this opens? I would think Dude, pretty might, soon or on yeah. the horizon. I mean, I don't know. I believe, uh, Andrew, can you bring bring up the next um, teams that ha- after Vegas, I believe it's, is it, but no, after Vegas, it's who that has yeah, the Super Bowl? Yeah, I can't remember who has Is it. it back to Miami? No, I don't, I think it might actually be my, or Tampa. I wonder why they no, want to no, bring the Super Bowl to the Miami. Well, Miami, there's no Super Bowl better than, there's no experience better than uh, Miami. None. Or it hasn't not been determined are, yet. I think it has a little bit to do with Oh, you have it? Andrew has it. It's okay. New Orleans. Oh, that's who it was. Okay, New Orleans, yes, because yeah. I was like, I'm so excited Ooh. it's back in New Orleans. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so New Orleans go. has 2024. Yep. No, 2025, uh, 2025. technically. And then, uh, it looks like San Francisco will have 2026. Eh. We, oh, I did hear that. Yeah. Eh. We, yeah. Now it is, I Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do think the NFL can change that. Like, I think they can go ahead and give San, like, say, for example, um, it's open in 2027, but let's say the Tennessee Titans Stadium was going to open in 2026. Mm-hmm, they right. can give San Francisco 2027, push them back a year, and give Tennessee 2026 if they want. I, I do believe they're able to, like, f- manipulate that a little bit. They just still have to give the Titans, a, I mean, San Francisco a Super Bowl, but they can move it. They've done yeah. that in the past. Like, a stadium hasn't been ready in time, and they've just moved the date back. But um, I'm not crazy about San Francisco. Yeah, and 27 yeah. Well, is still undecided right now, so it's still up in the air. Yeah, I'm not crazy about San Francisco. And, and Ashley, I, I know you uh, think highly of me, and you think that I'm Google. You know I know uh, a lot of stuff, but this one I don't know. 
But, you know, usually I'm always right, right? So, Well, how do you feel about a Super Bowl in San Francisco? Tell me that. I don't like it at all. It's, it's just like there's some cities, right, where they might be too small or too big. Uh, I don't I don't vibe with San Francisco at all, really. Like, I don't care about, like, just going out there. I've never there's been, a, there's so. A, there's, a, there's a huge uh, 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 struggle and challenge, you know, with the homeless population mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. So they got to get that under control. It's just a it's just a, a weird vibe there. It's beautiful, but it's just a weird vibe in San Francisco. I never enjoyed going out there to play the Raiders or the the 49ers at all. Well, it the stadium is in Santa Clara, which is next to San Jose. Um mm-hmm. so I don't know if you you wouldn't have to necessarily be in San Francisco. JP is as a California guy is correcting he's me. Cl- San Francisco is 45 minutes away yeah. from the, the stadium. So the you wouldn't way. be in San Francisco. You'd be in Santa Clara and most likely hanging out in San Jose, but I still don't think that's any better. It's, yeah, it's more to offer in San Francisco, fact, being honest. Fun, Go ahead. Fun fact, I opened up that 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 stadium. Levi, is it Levi Stadium? Yeah. yeah, three touchdowns, opening night. Oh, Chicago Bears! Wow, that's okay. tough. Your little self promotion, little self promotion. Brandon, would you, there. would you, before we move on from this topic? I mean, obviously Miami. I think we should get another one at some point in time. Miami Super Bowl was my first time ever working the Super Bowl, and I thoroughly enjoyed having it down here. The traffic sucked, but hopefully by then we'll have our train system. <laughs> um, what about it going back to New York? Or a slash New Jersey. How would you feel about that? Did you know you like what? It? New York was cool. I, I don't. I don't. I don't vibe with the the the, the cold weather Holy Super Bowls. It's, it's it's Super Bowls aren't meant to be outside uh, in snow, uh, bad weather. Tell that to when they you hosted know, it in Minnesota, that. Brandon. Remember, it, remember when they had <laughs> Dallas? Remember when they had the one? Oh, that was free. It was like ten below. <laughs> but remember they had the one in Dallas, and we thought Dallas was going to be a vibe, Ashley. But it was like an ice storm. Yeah, it was a bad bad weather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness! No, th- those Super Bowls don't work. You know, I think you keep it in the warm weather places, and that's why I love Miami, right? Because the Super Bowl is a festival. The Super Bowl has so many things happening all week long, leading up to the biggest game in sports. So let's keep it in warm weather places and let everybody enjoy it. It sucks because New York has the vibe, like the parties and the and the the location and the clubs and the restaurants mm-hmm. and like. Yes. For the for the party aspect, but for the actual yes. game, it would suck. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can hear so that. Too. But then also moving around is tough. It's tough. No, because I mean, I feel like there's most of the time the events are in the city in New York. The only thing that you have to go to Jersey for is the actual game. So like you're moving around the city like a normal day. It's just trapped. But there's yeah. so many different ways to get to the same place. That and there's and it's so much going on on the the island of Manhattan that like. You may not even all be at the same. I just feel like from a party aspect, you, it's dope, but from the game, it doesn't. It doesn't work. I agree. Boils down to the you weather. Know, you, right. you know, you know what was this, a shocking, surprisingly dope Super Bowl was when it was in Duval, when it was in Jacksonville. I was still in college, I believe. And we drove up. Um, I say when I say dope, it was dope. Really? That was the Super Bowl where the Patriots, I believe, Eagles, right? And Eagles, the yeah. Eagles yep. played. It was in two thousand five. Remember, terrible Owens, terrible Owens uh, <laughs> came back six, seven weeks later from a broken leg. And, that, and it was a legendary performance. It was great. I don't know if I could party um, in Jacksonville, though. Yeah. Like I, was, I, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, you had a firsthand experience, so I can't speak to it. But yeah, to your point, Ashley, I was like, oh, it's hard to I just to can't imagine myself like catching a vibe in Jackson, in the Jacksonville club. <laughs> Can I just say that Brandon has a good point? Because from 2000, 23 years... The Super Bowl has been held in either Arizona, 
Florida or Texas over ten times. Yeah, warm wow. weather, baby. Yeah, I insane. wish the NBA would take notice. Like, yeah, I mean, that's the way to go. At the end of the but. Day. But all right, we're going to switch gears. We have some news out of the NBA. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, they're retiring the jerseys of both Sean Marion and Amari Stoudemire. And they're going to induct the two into the franchise's ring, you know, the ring of honor. Dope. They'll be the 11th and 12th players in franchise history to receive that honor. Well-deserved, Ashley? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm a big Amari Stoudemire fan. Obviously, he played for my New York Knicks after mm-hmm. his stint in Phoenix. Um his ex-wife, Alexis, is a good friend of mine, so I know that the family is very happy about this, excited. I'm excited for them. Can't wait to see them front and center. Um, I'm glad Stat is getting his, you know, due and his due diligence and, um, you know, his moment. I think a lot of people, you know, when they think about him, they think about the injuries and they don't really focus on how dominant he was when he was at his best. And I think a lot of his best years were in Phoenix. Um, the Knicks got a few of them right before, you know, the injuries kind of took their toll. And then Carmelo Anthony came and just, you know, the focus was on him. But I'm excited. It's well-deserved. It's about time. It took them a little bit longer than I expected to retire his jersey. But mm-hmm. um, I'm excited for both him and Sean. It's it's dope. Congratulations to them. Yeah. Yeah, this is awesome. And, and and actually, when I first saw this, I was like, damn, why did it take them so long? But I forgot that bro been playing over in Israel for the past few years. I mean, he retired maybe a year, maybe a year, year and a half ago, but he's won several championships overseas. So, you know, usually they wait until your basketball career is over and you really yeah, put yeah. him on the shelf or you throw him on the, you know, the, 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 the wires outside. Um, so, so, you know, look, this is awesome. I think what's next for him is the big Hall of Fame, right? Um, you got to think about what he was able to accomplish. I think he was there in Phoenix, Ashley, for eight years. And they're the ones that were the first to establish this fast-paced offense. They, they, they coined their offense seven, you know, offense seven or less. I believe that, you know, I might be chopping that up a little bit. But basically, it was just fast-paced. Nash came in a couple years later because they had uh, – uh, Stephon Marbury there and Marion. So that was the first big three. Then they brought Nash back. And then the rest was history. This dude was athletic. Uh, This dude was rookie of the year. This dude was explosive. And this is back in the day. Like, look at him, his frame. And he didn't come in this way, right? His rookie year, 2002, he didn't come in like that chisel. So this was when they was uh, paused, banging in in the paint still. And so he's going up against dogs, bro. Like that early 2000s NBA was legendary when it came to the bigs. And he was able to use his athleticism and really get after it. So off of the first eight years, I believe, you know, uh, fact check that for me. You're correct. Those years in Phoenix, bro, like off of that alone, he deserves to not only be in the ring, but he also deserves to be in the the NBA Hall of Fame. Mm. So I can't wait for that moment for him. And then when, you know, he got to New York, Ashley already hit that. He spent maybe five years there. And, uh, you know, he had some injuries. But dude was next level, man. So when you uh, uh, evolved the game and pushed the game forward the way they did, how that fast-paced offense, you you, you deserve some place in the NBA history. and, 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 And that's the highest honor. And he will be there. Yeah, yeah, moving on. We have some more news out of the NBA. I really like this one. The Lakers will honor Kobe Bryant and daughter Gigi with statue outside of Crypto.com Arena. They're going to do that next year. Love that. <clears throat> on August 8th, and, you know, the year will be 2024, you know, at the time. So the date, of course, will read 8-8-2024. You like this, you know, th- that they're doing for I absolutely love Kobe this. I mean, we, we spoke about how, you know, uh, when is Kobe Bryant going to get his statue? And I think that... 
them incorporating um, Gigi with his statue and with his legacy and among the Laker greats that are in front of that arena um, was just a no-brainer and just a, a beautiful gesture. I mean, she was so much part of Kobe's legacy and obviously the way that we tragically lost the bow for them. I think that they will forever, even more so, you know, you will always think of the two of them together. Um, but I, I absolutely love this, you know, you have the Mamba, the Mambasita together, mm -hmm. and I just think it's a really beautiful legacy. I mean, when you think of the Los Angeles Lakers, you'll forever think of Kobe, but you also think of Gigi. And um, I think it's right. a beautiful gesture for the Bryant family, for Vanessa and, you know, his remaining daughters, um, that they will forever be engraved um, within the Lakers organization, within the city of L.A., and... It's a, it's a beautiful gesture. It's still so surreal that neither one of them are here. Um, but, you know, the Mamba is forever and, you know, the Mamba family is forever. And I think that this is a beautiful tribute to, to all of yeah. them. So I love this. Yeah. Yeah, Ashley, uh, just goosebumps again, thinking about this uh, um, and seeing this statue. Um, I was actually in L.A. in Calabasas when this happened. You know, it was just... Uh, combine uh, season had Gabe Davis the receiver for the Buffalo Bills out there training him and uh, never forget sitting in inside of uh, Travell Gaines one of his locations and you know some support staff running saying man Kobe's gone Kobe just went down and walking out and seeing the, the smoke in the air uh, that and then also getting on the highway and driving by the crash site that was uh, very traumatic um, I, I want to say this, you know, this is a very, you know, the last couple of years, you can only imagine how tough it's been on Vanessa Bryant. And uh, I think she's done a phenomenal job of just protecting the legacy, yeah. her family's legacy, and also pushing it forward. They've been very intentional and very thoughtful, right? And I just appreciate that. They didn't rush with Nike. Nike's been doing some big things, uh, I mean, over the last what, couple of months, some announcements, and I think they're doing some cool things coming up here in the next month or so. And then the same thing with the Lakers, right? Um, I think she's done a phenomenal job of just protecting the legacy and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and pacing herself and just being very thoughtful. I can't wait to see what they continue to do and how they bring others along. And then also how they, they grow the, 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 the women's game as well through Gigi's legacy and, and, and her in you know uh her part in this um the last thing i would say is this ashley i want to see kobe bryant as the new logo um i know people have talked about this in the past um but that's what i want to see do you see this ever happen um i think eventually i think that the league has done a really good job you know outside of the bryant family you know much to all the points that you made I think the league has done a phenomenal job in keeping Kobe's legacy alive. You know, they're constantly honoring him. They're constantly talking about him. I think the Lakers have done an incredible job of keeping his legacy alive because I think that there's never been, obviously we've we've experienced death with, with players, you know, Bill Russell and he passed away, but he lived a very full and, you know, um, monumental life. I think Kobe, you know, it was so sudden and it, 
we never got to experience Kobe, not the player. You know, we've always only seen him in that light. So I think that the league has done a phenomenal job of keeping his legacy alive. And I think a lot of that is because it happened so suddenly. Um, I think that there was already those conversations happening about him making him the new logo. Um, I know that there were some reports that, you know, Kobe, you know, while he was alive and those conversations were happening, you know, he he tried not to, you know, get too involved. And, you know, he was like, listen, that's outside of my, that's outside of me. You, you guys figure that out. But I think that eventually you have to kind of change it. I mean, I think that Kobe was so influential to so many of the players that we're seeing now and that we're going to see come into the league that if you're going to go ahead and move with the times, you would also think that you would have to move the logo with the times. I mean, there's not a player in the league now under the age of 25, or I'll even go a little bit higher, maybe 27, who you can't see a piece of Kobe in them or you can't ask and say they were inspired by Kobe in some way, shape or form. I mean, that is the definition of impactful. And I think that if you're going to honor the changing of the ways of the NBA, I feel like you have to go ahead and may even consider. I mean, Jerry West, no, no disrespects, but nobody's playing like yeah. Jerry West anymore. <laughs> nobody's inspired so, by Jerry West anymore. Yeah. Um, right. I don't know. I would I would change it. Does the league make that move? I don't know. So so quick question. How did y'all do that? Like, did y'all already have this graphic already thrown up there? And they the work logo? quick. They work quick over here. I had to give them a shout out when the picture was up. Whoa. Yeah, man. Whoa. Wow. Hey, yeah. okay. that was beautiful. Right. Ashley, um, top three. Top three right? what? No, well, I'm just like I'm just thinking about. Oh, this. oh okay. I was just we don't put. Like, listen, we 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 talk about Kobe all the time, and he gets his flowers, his crown. He's the second best NBA player of all time, okay. and I feel like it, it's it should be undeniable. It shouldn't even be a debate. I don't care about everybody that played like Bill Russell, etc. Uh, LeBron, love LeBron, but it's Michael Jordan, and then there's Kobe. Like, think of it. He is basketball. Like, his approach, he is basketball. That is the example, right? Now, obviously, there's some things that came up, right? Like, you know, sometimes he was too intense, you know? But at the end of the day, man, nobody loved basketball better than more than Kobe Bryant. I can't wait for this day to come when he becomes the logo. He did, like, it's, it's, it'll be great for basketball. That's the last thing I'll say about it. Hey, hopefully it happens. Hopefully we see it happen. All right, we're going to move on, but we're going to actually go back into the NFL. So as I said at the top of the show, Sean Payton, he established an interesting uh, list of rules for his players to follow throughout this preseason. And it was funny. I mean, Brandon, we were talking about this yesterday, right? Like there's only a few <clears throat> old school coaches maybe left in the NFL, maybe probably like a like you probably list them, you know, on a hand. But Sean Payton was one that came up. But let's look at these rules that he's established. I want you to tell me if, uh, you know, fair Wait, or not. Head coach. So okay. one is, which makes sense, uniforms off after you're done playing. That is starters who maybe get like a series. You kind of talked about it at Time the out. Are these the for show. players or his coaching these staff? Are, these are for players. Everybody. Oh, it's yeah. for everybody. Everyone. Everyone. So everyone. So coaching staff, players, everybody. Okay, right. got it. Uniforms off after you're done playing. Then we go into like the ones that, that kind of raise some eyebrows in That's my opinion. That's a good opinion. one. No sunglasses. Maybe you can give the reasoning, Brandon, later on, but 
No Gilligan hats, a.k.a. bucket hats. Sean Payton calls them Gilligan hats. And no interviews during the game. I guess that's reasonable. But basically, I just want you to break down maybe those two in the middle, Brandon. Like, are, are these necessary or is, is Sean Payton doing too much? Well, well, let's keep this up here. Uh, keep this graphic up here. Jazz team doing a phenomenal job with these graphics. You guys been in y'all bag <laughs> for the last couple of months. Um, he that Like that first one, that's Sean Payton, you know, uh, giving his team, showing his team some love because there's a lot of coaches out there, especially old school coaches. And I, I wouldn't have been surprised if this first one was actually opposite, right? Because old school coaches – they're like, yo, you're on the sideline. Keep your keep your unif- keep your uh, your your equipment on. So this is him showing love, saying you're done after the first drive. Russell Wilson, uh, 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 Cortland Finnick, Cortland. I said Cortland Finnegan. <laughs> you know, Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Right. Take off your stuff. It's okay. Go put your baseball cap on. The sunglasses and the hat. The two that you want to discuss, Corey. This is simple. That's this old school approach coming, right? Like it, it's a feel thing for these coaches. They walk in a locker room, uh, you know, they see how people are dressing, how they're acting, and they just say if it works for them, then they'll, they're okay with it. If it doesn't, then they make these rules. It's his squad. It's his team. He controls everything in the business and, and in the building. Excuse me. What you've been seeing lately over the last couple years, and I, I don't know where I stand here. But remember, like, uh, even Lamar, Lamar, I, and I love this shot, right? Lamar sitting there on the sideline, and he got this the, the, the dark shades on mm-hmm. with the big chunk on, right? Like, really uh, pushing the culture forward, right? That That's the stuff that they don't understand, right? And so um, I'm okay with guys wearing chunks. I'm okay with guys wearing some form of glasses. But I think what Sean Payton is trying to do there with the glasses thing is say, look, let's keep it you know, in this spirit of our uniform, right? Like, if y'all want to do that, do that before or after games. But I played with Sean Payton. Sean Payton brought me in. And when I tell you he's cool, he's cool, but he's also straight business. But after the games, you'll see when they win, the lights are going to be off. They're going to have strobe lights on and disco lights on, and they're going to have music, and he's going to be right in the center dancing. And then right after that, he's going to some bar and, or going to the crib, and he's going to get lit, right? <laughs> so Sean Payton... Um, is a guy that you would want to play for. (laughs) Ashley, your thoughts on this? I'm very confused because the, can we put the graphic up there for a second? It says first preseason game Friday after the starters are pulled. So can I wear a bucket hat before they're pulled? (laughs) Can I wear sunglasses before they're pulled? Like, is this just after they're no longer in the game that I'm not able to do that. And if that's the case, what's the reasoning behind that? Like no interviews during the game. So if freaking ESPN comes over to me and wants a soundbite, I got to say, oh, I can't. So I don't understand the rationale behind this. It's preseason, not the Super Bowl. I don't don't understand. Ashley, we talked about this yesterday with, um, uh, what's his name? Eric Bieniemy, right? Like coming in tough. Like you're establishing, you're laying the 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 law of the the law of the land down, right? Like here's how we're going to operate. Here are the rules, right? And so you have to be able to put those in and, and make sure people are following. So that's all this is. Um, so what, ta- what time? To- what time is the game, Corey? Mm-hmm. They're the the what you talking about tonight? The games? Broncos game. The, they're not playing tonight. Well, what time is the game that they're he's referring the first season? The first. It's, I think they they play tomorrow. It's a night it, game tomorrow. It's Friday at yeah. ten. Yeah. Ten p.m. Yeah. against Arizona. Mm-hmm. Ten p.m. Ten p.m. Mm-hmm. Against Arizona. It's in Arizona. 
Yes. So it's nine. So it's seven o'clock on the West Coast, Brandon. The sun is still out. Matter yeah, of fact, but, they're going to be playing when the sun is setting. So I can't wear sunglasses to protect my <laughs> eyes from the sun as it's going. What do you want me well, out there squinting? I'm not, basically, let me put it this way, right? So basically, what he's saying is, right, all that coolness, and this is how he ran it, and I loved it. This is how he Did ran you? it in New Orleans, and, and, and this whole vibe, but it was just amazing. All week, you're locked in your focus. All that loud, crazy music when we got seven on seven and nine on seven and team on team, like all of that, we locked in. They do a million walkthroughs, right? They handle their business and they freaking party after W's and wins. And that's when he do all of that. So what Sean Payton is saying is don't come out here with all your necklaces, all your jewelry, all your like that vibe. That shit is for before and after. Now, I'm OK with leaning into some of that, right? But I think that's what Sean Payton is here saying is like, no, we're going to be, this is my definition of professionalism in this building. But that's what how, I think he's saying, Ashley. How does wearing a hat or not wearing a hat or wearing sunglasses or not wearing sunglasses, how does that affect the win-loss column? Like these well, aren't even more, these aren't even rules yeah. that like affect the game. Like the, <laughs> these aren't even rules that would even have any torp any kind of indi any type of implication so on the outcome of the game. That's why I'm so confused. I, I disagree. Wearing I a disagree. hat is going to determine whether uh -huh. or not you win a game or not. You, it's, let me tell you. Let me tell you. So um, Justin Herbert came out again yesterday, and he was like, "No, nobody asked me to do Netflix, right?" And he said, "I would be boring on season two anyways because I kind of like." you know, not being a distraction. So the whole uh, uh, thing, the number one goal for us, you know, are these athletes and these coaches every single week, every single uh, year is eliminate all those distractions. That outside noise, don't listen to it. So how you do that is they really want you to come in and focus on the X's and O's and the balls in your assignment. That's it. They don't want you all. They think it's a distraction to do a podcast. They think it's a distraction to go out. They think it's a distraction when some of these coaches doing dances and, and celebrations. They These old school coaches, they even think it's a distraction, Ashley, the way you dress, right? Think about how much effort some of our guys put in to how they dress, right? So you're on the sideline. You're trying to look cool. He wants to take those damn glasses off and pay attention to the game. That's what he wants, Ash. So it can be a distraction for some of these guys. Um, I can see what you're saying, but but I also understand where Coach Payton is here on this as well. Because I've seen guys so many times just be, you know, distracted by the noise. I can understand to a degree the concept of being uh, of uniformity, right? Like for example, the Yankees have yep. a notorious rule where none of the guys can have facial hair. You can't have a beard if you play for the New York Yankees. It's, it's a rule that has been in the clubhouse since the beginning of time. So if you look, none of those, those guys are always clean cut. They're, they're, they don't have crazy beards. It's just not allowed. That's why Johnny Damon, when he joined the Yankees, had to get rid of his. It's just been like this unspoken rule. Right. Not unspoken, it's spoken. It's been a notorious rule for the New York Yankees since the beginning of time. I get that. So it's a clean cut look. It's the pinstripes. I get that. But... I don't necessarily understand the bucket hat thing when you play an outdoor sport. I guess I'm confused yeah. by that. I, I can I can understand <laughs> having your guys every Sunday. You guys can't come in here in sweatpants and pajamas. I want every guy in suits yeah. on game day. That I get.
It's mm-hmm. about professionalism. It's about looking as a team. You you play good. You look good. You play good. Type of thing. I get that. You and, feel and, good. You play good. You get paid good. In high school. <laughs> in high school. Finish it, the, Ashley. Don't just don't half ass it. Sorry. It's the same. In, in high school, they used to make the 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 basketball team wear ties on game day. And you, like I I get that. I guess I'm confused about the bucket hat thing in an outdoor sport in a preseason game. I I don't really understand the rationale behind that. So I get what you're saying about the uniformity and and, and being a team and and looking good. I get all that. I guess I'm just confused about these particular set of rules. That's all. But yeah, well, listen, listen, I understand the bucket hat one. um, But before we move on. Please write these down for me, Ashley, because you can never, don't ever, ever, ever again botch this, please. What did I do? You look good. You didn't finish it. Oh, my bad. You look good. You feel good. You feel good. You play good. Got it. You play good. You get paid good. I wasn't Corey. going, I wasn't going through yeah. all that. <laughs> Corey. Yeah. Let's watch this. Add this to it. Another edition or another segment of what does Corey know? <laughs> Who? Deion Sanders. First? Who? Deion Sanders. Yeah. I said it before the question was even yeah. posed. Everybody knows it? Deion Sanders said that. <laughs> That's a famous clip. That's a super hey, famous come on clip. Now. And like that, just that phrase, it goes with no one better than Deion than Sanders Deion, anyway, yeah. you know? So. Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all right, moving on, y'all. I, this, this is, I think this is going to be a good debate because I was, I was taken back by this ranking. ESPN dropped their wide receiver U rankings heading into next season. So what they did was basically just take all, like, you know, active receivers – Group them, obviously, with their colleges and then rank them that way. So at number one, we got USC. And representing USC, Jordan Addison, Drake London, Amon Ross St. Brown, Juju Smith, Michael Pittman. Number two, Ohio State, JSN, Garrett Wilson, rookie, offensive rookie, player of the year, Chris Olave, who was the runner-up, Terry McLaurin, and Michael Thomas. And you got LSU, got Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. I'm talking about, like, maybe two top five receivers in the NFL. Then you got Bama, then you got Oklahoma. B- does this list sit right with you? Yeah, keep, keep this up for a little bit, BC, please. Um, it doesn't. They're Ooh. close, but they're off. Yeah. Okay? So, Ashley, how I would rearrange this, I would probably put LSU number one. Right. Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson alone, right? Just t- you, can, you can take off the rest. <laughs> And, and that's and that's and, and that's no disrespect. We're talking about Odell Beckham Jr., right. Jarvis Landry. He's still out there. He hasn't retired. I can understand that people may forgot about Jarvis Landry because mm-hmm. of the last two three years. But Jarvis Landry, we're talking about those two guys. Their first three four years in the NFL, no one had uh, 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 starts to their careers like you know they have. Right? Mm-hmm. Not even Jerry Rice. Not Randy Moss. Catches, touchdowns, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. So, you know, look, they're number one for me. Um, then I'm going Alabama. Yep. Okay. And, 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 and I get it, you know, um, you know, Julio hasn't really, you know, ball like at that level, he's, he pre- he's out of his prime for the last couple of years, but he still should be on this list. But okay. Julio Jones, not on there. Mm-hmm. Jalen Waddle had how many yards last year? Woo. Um, what? 1300 <laughs> yards. Yeah. Jerry Judy. He's, he's probably the best top three route runner in football hasn't had that one one breakout year I think it's coming this year Calvin Ridley's back we know about him so I'm putting them two um USC I don't know how they put USC uh, at one um then I'm going uh at three I'm going Ohio State you know some and then at four I'm going with a team that's not here and that will be um 
the Clemson. Uh, uh, what is right. it? What are they called? The Clemson, Clemson, Clemson what are they Tigers. Called? The Tigers. The Tigers. The, That's a good call. Though. Call. Yeah, I know I watch guys. no college football. That's how bad it is. I don't watch no college football. Right. But here, here's who you have, right? Still active uh, from Clemson. T. Higgins. Yep. Okay. Is T. Higgins not a dog? Okay. <laughs> Another receiver that you have here is Hunter Renfro. Whatever, however you say it. I like the kid. Had a big drop last year. Two drops. Got in Josh McDaniel's doghouse. But he's still nice. And then you have uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, my God. DeAndre yeah. Hopkins and T. Higgins alone uh, uh, will have you right where you need to be on the top five. But then they have another guy there, Ashley. Mm-hmm. And I'll finish up with this. Mike Williams. Thank you. From I said no the Los, Los Angeles uh, Chargers. Right? So why isn't the Clemson uh, uh, Tigers, that's what they're called, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Corey? Yep, why isn't the Clemson Tigers on this list? That's, that's a, my question. That's a great point. And I, I feel like I feel like JP wrote this list. He put you at put USC <laughs> number one. He probably did. I right? feel like he might have wrote this list and tweaked it a little bit because <laughs> yeah. this look like JP work. I don't know. USC being number one sounds like JP did this. <laughs> <laughs> Can somebody help me? How do you say the kid's name? Renfro. Renfro. Hunter Renfro. I know. Y'all know. I be botching names. Yeah. I be botching words. That's a like, Ren and then Fro. Back. Is there like a is there something some type of class I can take to get my uh, English back right? I don't know. Man. I don't know if it's think, your English, maybe pronunciation. Is that what you're talking about? Well, see, I don't, yeah, I don't even know gra- grammar, uh, spelling. You got to hit some yellow leather, red leather before the yellow leather, red leather. Yeah, a couple of them. Story. I, I started off in boom boom classes. Slow learn. I had a slow learning disability. He said boom boom. What's classes. boom boom? That's boom classes. I never heard that term. That sounded wild. I, I wasn't sure boom, what that was at first. What's a boom boom, boom class? Boom. So at, this that was something that we uh, at UCF when you when you got there you weren't like uh, I forgot what we called those classes. Basically, you, your scores everything wasn't great, but you were still there, and you had like I forget the name of these damn classes, but they really wasn't real classes. That's crazy. And so we called it the football team. We called them boom boom classes. That's crazy. Hey, don't worry, boom, B. Boom, boom. <laughs> Down here, we call them portables. I was in some of them. I can't relate. I was always in honors and AP. I ain't ain't lived that life. I ain't lived that honors life. I was in AP psychology, AP English. I got college credits before I even stepped foot on a college campus. Can't relate. That's all right. Salute. I graduated with a 3.0 high school and college. I I cheated only two, three times. That's it. Um, So I did my thing, but like spelling and all that stuff wasn't for me. I graduated high school with a 3.0, and then I graduated college, magna cum laude, with a 3.8. Whoa. Ooh. That's it. Can we? Yeah. You was cheating. You was cheating. I wasn't cheating. (laughs) Truthfully, I was literally half a point away from graduating summa cum laude, which would have been a 3.9. I was half a point. I was sick for like a week. Ashley. That's tough. And my goodness. Thank you. So for everybody who's always coming at me on social media talking about, oh, you just a pretty face. Not only am I cute, but I'm smarter than you. So don't come for me. (laughs) She has a great personality. And a great personality. (laughs) Was that a crowd thing? You had some crowd applause in the background. I know. Clap it up. (laughs) Brandon Marshall here. Ashley Nicole Moss. uh, Super smart. Big brain. uh, Corey uh, in the cut. Woo out west. BC in the booth. Manderville somewhere off camera. Sirius XM Faction Talk Channel 103, and we're here on YouTube every single day. We're YouTubers, guys. 
for YouTubers. What's our next topic on YouTube, Corey? So I actually got another debate for y'all. This was one that they were Ooh. having on the timeline the other day. We don't day. need no more debates. Is it going to be a good debate or a bad debate? It, I feel it, like me and Ashley, we only get one debate, like bad <laughs> debate a week. I don't, I don't know. You, I mean, you guys might be on either side of this argument, but, you know, I think it might be a good one. It's a fair one. Who are you taking in your prime, in their prime, excuse me, J.J. Watt or Aaron Donald? Ooh. Ooh. Let me read off their stats. J.J. Watt, three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year, five-time, well, excuse me, yeah, five-time first-team All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler, two-time NFL Sack Leader. I think that is a, a one stat to keep in mind. Aaron Donald, three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year, seven-time first-team All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowler, NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, both got some crazy accolades, but like the question says, who are you taking in their prime? Listen, uh, Ashley, um, we had this debate. Remember we had LT on the show? Yeah. And we were talking about the best defensive players of all time, right? Um, LT's always in that conversation. Hell, for probably, uh, you know, you know, he probably gets the majority vote when you have that conversation. Um, going back to when I was playing, I played from 2006 to 2018. And um, I was standing on the table for 99. Well, they're both 99. Yeah. I was standing on the table for J.J. Watt. What I saw J.J. Watt do was unbelievable. Yeah. And I was like, this dude is going to go down as the greatest defensive player ever and potentially top five NFL player ever. But what ended up happening is body start breaking down, right? And for that reason, I gotta go with Aaron Donald, right? Like Aaron Donald, and and it's not, it's it's this is this is hard. Some people may think this is easy, but you gotta go back and watch prime time and prime uh, JJ Watt. I told y'all this story before. Playing with the, I think it was the Jets, no, it's the Chicago Bears. Playing down in Houston, he won that game himself. One dude wiped off, wiped out our entire offensive line. Never seen like seen anything like this before. But that's Aaron Donald and Aaron Donald doing that, that you know, uh, longer. And so Aaron Donald's still going. Aaron Donald is a force. They all play all four positions across all positions on the on the line. Um, it's just next level. But Aaron Donald is just something special, you know, for him to go out there and and, and dog rag and and and, and manhandle. 350, 360 pound men that freaking bench a thousand pounds and a squat a thousand pounds, and then be able to run and move like a a, a safety? You kidding me? <laughs> the game has never seen anything like this. You know, hell, the only the, the only person I would say, the last thing I would say here, Ashley, the the next person to challenge uh, Aaron Donald is going to be your boy Micah Parsons, but Aaron Donald wins this one for me. Mm. Yeah, got? I got to agree with you. I mean, it's it's a hard question, like you said. Um, J.J. Watt for, what was it, 10 seasons was Houston's defense. I mean, he was where it started yeah. and where it ended. <laughs> um, now, I know some people will, will knock against the fact that in 10 seasons they only made the playoffs, what, four times, three times? While um, he was there. Now, that's not just a defensive thing, though. That's an offensive thing as well. So you got to look at the whole picture. Um, so I'm not even going to compare playoff appearances and, and, you know, Super Bowl appearances or lack thereof for J.J. Watt with Aaron Donald because that's a team effort. Just looking at them as singular individuals on the field. I mean, listen, J.J. Watt was a beast in his prime. I mean, it, it seemed like there was nothing that he couldn't do defensively and even offensively. He had he had some 
swagger to him. Um, mm -hmm. But Aaron Donald, I just feel like it's something that we have never seen before. Like in yeah. so many different ways, mm -hmm. in so many different situations. Um, it's just hard to give anybody the edge over him. I mean, he is almost like if you had to create the perfect player at his position, it would be Aaron Donald. Mm -hmm. I mean, he that's, is something. He great, is something of a, a video game. Point. Yeah, that's a great point, Ashley. That was excellent. Wow. That's By right. the way, I was just gonna Damn. say that uh, JJ say that again, took Ashley, them. Can you say that last point <laughs> again? Hold on, Ashley. Just like, that point wow, again. Like... No, if you had to create the perfect player at his position, it would be Aaron Donald. He he has every single attribute you would want in a player in one person. It's unreal. It's no. almost like. Right. It's a video game, essentially. Yeah. And, I think the, the the only the only person maybe close to that or probably has that is what Patrick Mahomes at the quarterback position, perfect, right? I might be a good Patrick, comparison. I'm saying like I like that right now at the receiver position. Yeah. Who's a maybe you know who who JJ? is the Aaron Don who is the Aaron Donald uh, at the receiver position, quarterback position, safety position, corner, right? That's a that's a that would be a great little segment there. There might like not be that. one at on, on at every position though. Yeah, I don't Honestly think. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because I think I Patrick think Holmes so. was a great comparison. So. But yeah, there's not that many elite, you know, players at their position like those two. I, I don't know. I don't know, B. I don't think so. I think you got Patrick Mahomes was you know cornerback, like perfect. Yeah. I don't know. We yeah, we can talk know. about another time, but I don't know. But that was excellent. <laughs> well, you know, I, Thank you. <laughs> what was the stat you had for me, Wu? So, J.J. Watt from 2011 to 2020 played for the Texans, and they went to the playoffs 10 times but only won four. Really? They went to, yeah. The Texans went to the playoffs 10 times? Yeah, from 2011 no, really? to 2019. Right. I know. I, I thought think, a 10th. Can we get a... Can we fact, fact check, check the fact checker? I thought they only went like three or four <laughs> That's times. That's what I was thinking. I'm, I'm like, looking the at it right here. I know he played. 12. It was 10 seasons he played with the Texans. From but I thought in those 10 seasons, he, they only went like three or four times. No, I got them in 2011, 12, 15, 16, 18, and 19. What the hell? You said that's not 10? I ain't going to lie. All right, so look, their playoff record well, is four and games. Six. I'm I'm saying games. Sorry, I I, I might have confused you guys. Oh, yeah, they played no, ten yeah, games, yeah. not ten seasons on. straight. Yeah, That's about the same. sorry about that, yeah, guys. Have, but that goes all the way back to 2002. <laughs> yeah, that goes back. Yeah, 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 that goes back far. That goes back to like like yeah, when the when the franchise you know began. So so yeah. But they, in J, I'm talking specifically JJ Watt years. Yeah, yeah. That's but his I, but years. all honestly, all of those appearances, it would make sense for them to have come when he was there though. Yeah, possibly. I don't. I don't know. Why did I think I it was less? I thought it was only like three or four. Right. So no. it's six. It is so three six. Or four. You so are six. Right. No, it's six. It's, he said it's six. I was off six by. Six times oh. they went, but they played ten games in total. Got gotcha. you. Okay, mm -hmm. so he just wasn't there for four of the appearances that they made in the playoffs. Which Ooh. was listen. I, I have a question for you guys. Go ahead. JJ Watt. Obviously, his career was plagued by injury. Um, you know, yeah. in his latter years. I wonder if those injuries don't happen and he has more of a career in terms of health like an Aaron Donald. Does this would that change your answer in this question? Say that one more time. I got a nice little text that came through. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> ask the question again. So JJ Watt obviously was plagued by injury in his career, unfortunately. It seemed like at one point it was one season after another he was injured. If he had more of a career health wise, like Aaron Donald has had. Would this change your answer in this conversation? Yeah, I, I think I think it's, uh, whew, yes, 
Mm-hmm. So it would give I, well, you. Well, I think no. You know what? I think it'll be even, Ashley. Ooh. Okay. It'll be even. Like when I tell you, all four. Like these guys play, you know, all positions up front. Okay, and they literally single-handedly won games. Um, they're that good, unstoppable. So, you know, now you got to look at the numbers, and mm-hmm. maybe woo, you can pull up the numbers like stats and et cetera, et cetera. But um, Ashley, like, it's just so close. Like, J.J. Watt was dominant. Aaron, I mean, unstoppable. Uh, Aaron Donald is unstoppable. So this, I, I can't, I can't even give you a real answer right now, Ashley. I'm sorry, I can't. I, I, I think oh. I could. I okay. think I could. I honestly think J.J. Watt might have been, to, to answer your question. Cause better you than Aaron Donald. Better than Aaron Donald. I mean, because look, look, if you do look at those stats that were listed in that tweet, he was a, he, he a five-time first-team All-Pro. If he's not hurt, he's probably seven, could possibly be 18, you know, eight, eight-time first-team All-Pro. Aaron mm. Donald's sitting at seven right now. He'd have more Pro Bowlers. And like I said, like I pointed out when I was going through it, I think him being the sack leader, two times throughout his career. I'm not sure if Aaron Donald has any sack titles. I actually don't think he does. I think that's a significant stat, if you ask me. He might be a, a four-time sack leader. And no, it's not. not. Let me tell you why it's not. This And this is why this is significant. Mm-hmm. J.J. Watt position is what? Defensive end, right? So he wasn't usually the guys who lead the league in sacks are outside. You're right. Now, has it happened? Absolutely. But it's harder inside as a defensive tackle. No, it is. Right? That's a big, 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 big point right there. Throw the two uh, box uh, up, BC. Let him go at it. I'm tired of going at it with Brandon. Let the, let the football guys box. go at it today. Right, right, right. Throw the two box up, BC. Let's yeah, go. No, no I, still, I still like a J.J. Watt. Brandon, let me ask you this, though. Who would you be more, as a wide receiver, who would you be more willing to block? Damn. I blocked J.J. Watt. Um, and that was easy as a wide. Damn. I'm, I, I, I'd rather block J.J. Watt. And really? He, he's a dog. He was nasty. Aaron Donald, like, y'all remember the story? Ashley, tell him the story that I, like, quickly, <laughs> the, the story that I, I I always tell about when we played against him at MetLife. Remember that story? I remember parts of it, but I don't want to butcher the story. Yeah. Butcher it real quick. No, you <laughs> tell the story for the people who haven't heard it. Tell so it in its full. Basically, I, you know, uh, oh, I think uh, I do Aaron remember. Donald's teammate, defensive tackle, was getting mudded by... Um, one of our offensive linemen. And uh, he basically looked at his teammate. I never heard this before. Guy talked to his teammate like this on the field in the middle of the game. And he looked at him, he said, if your effing ass do this again, let him do this to you again, you will never play alongside of me again, mm-hmm. ever, right? You won't be on this field. And like grabbing him, pushing him back to the huddle type thing. So I say that because Aaron Donald is just nasty, like not dirty player, but like, if I'm blocking him, oh, he might put me in an arm bar, <laughs> throw me down, jump on me type thing. Like he, he nasty. Yeah. And guess where he from, Ashley? Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. The, Pittsburgh. The same, not only Pittsburgh, from the east side, Lincoln Larmer. Ooh, <laughs> something about them Lincoln Larmer boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, but I don't know, man. Like I. I with all that said, I think I still probably block Aaron Aaron Donald. Like, I, I, maybe maybe Brandon it was easier for you because you six five, you freaking two forty to be able to put a body on JJ Watt. But if you're a regular receiver size trying to block a JJ Watt, 
He, you, you are no. You have no chance. Let me chance. show you a trick, though. Here's the trick: you can't get into that game with him that fight, right? Mm -hmm. So you go and you engage, you make contact up high, mm -hmm. and then you drop low. That's what you do, or you just go low right away. So like, it was easier to hit uh, like JJ Watt, right? Because thanks for the two box and letting the football guys go. Uh, <laughs> Ashley, just take a. a, a no, I'm minutes. I'm so excited to, but I need Corey to bring the same energy I brought with you well, this, when we, yeah, this when, we like had, when we had the when we had the messy though. debate. Yeah, yeah, Otherwise, yeah, yeah. he is banned from the two box. No, so Corey, no, no. I mean this ain't like a this ain't Corey, like a that's not what I'm asking you to do, Corey. Bring <laughs> the same no energy. Debate, bring it. I feel like this this is put perfectly by uh, one of our chat uh, members, Lou Medic. Aaron Donald did more from his position than what JJ did from his. I mean, can you, but can you really say that though? Know. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm actually well, attributing I mean, that, that that's to what Brandon said. That's obviously my response to, to the, you know, the, the gentleman who had said that. But like, come on now, JJ. We talking about JJ Watt now. Maybe he's too. Is he too far removed? Like, I mean, he only retired the like two years tough. ago. Corey, Corey, it's just one of those debates, bro. That is just like, it's almost impossible. I think it, it's easier to have the discussion like who's the goat at this in basketball, mm -hmm. the best receipt. That that that. That debate is easier. Who's the best receiver? I think the, the the debate at who's the better quarterback is easier. This is hard. I'm, is. I'm sorry, Corey. Right. This is hard. No, it is. It is hard. That's why we can't really give Ashley what she wants here. It's like it's a hard debate. Boo. Hey, but what we're going to do, we're going to. She's trying to force us to get messy. So. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. All right, well, what we're gonna do though, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a break real quick, and uh, when we come back, we're gonna switch back to basketball. We're gonna talk Kyan Anthony. He's been putting a lot of work in this off season. Ooh. His dad, you know, he he was uh, showing him off like a proud father. But uh, we're gonna we're, we're gonna dive into that conversation there. You know, what what is there to be looking forward to with Kyan Anthony? Um, but yeah, we're gonna talk about that when we come back from this break. Are you the best defensive player? Or are you the best player to ever play football? What do you, I'm not gonna say I'm the best player to ever play football. What about but defense? am I the best defensive player? Okay, if not, who? Mm. Brandon? Reggie Weiss. <laughs> Reggie Weiss is a great player. And I, and I put him up there in the same, uh, uh, same classes myself. Every time I walk into a room, or I pick up a paper or something, it's oh, LT, uh, you know, hey. I see an article, they talk about all these people. And then always at the last, my name always shows up in the last sentence of the last paragraph just before they say greatest of all time. Mm. Okay. Hey, do you think you could have played in this era? Yeah, if I didn't want a paycheck, yeah. <laughs> Give <laughs> <laughs> kick me out of the game every every week. Now, but yeah, I can play in an era. I think I can. I mean, I'm, I'm I am rugged enough to play in this era. I've just I don't know. It's, it, I, that's a hard question. Man. Could you have cleaned your game up though? The violence. The it was aggression. clean. That was clean as I could get it. I was clean. Then you can't play yeah, in this era. That, it might be. It might be a problem. It might be a problem. Might be a problem. I may have to um, play a different position. Maybe have to move to the inside, where uh, where it was a little easier. So as I said right before the break, Kyan Anthony, son of Carmelo Anthony, he's been putting in work. He works with Chris Brickley, and that was also Car Carmelo Anthony's trainer. And they get their work in out of I believe is it is the Summit Gym in um mm -hmm. in, New York. In, in New York. Yeah, well he was getting some work in with Magic Guard Cole Anthony. Let's take a look at that real quick. 
So, I mean, Cole Anthony's a dog. Like, I, I really like him for the Magic. So, I mean, that's a good guy for him to be, you know, putting some work in. What you, what you see here, though, B? You, you like Kai and Anthony? Listen, uh, a couple things here, guys. Uh, one, um, out here at Blue Wire Studios in Las Vegas at the Win, they always take care of us. Shout out to Maggie and the whole team here. You know, doing some big stuff. Um, you know, so shout out to the team. They always take care of uh, uh, I Am Athlete. You know, all the smoke. Whenever you see, hell, it is what it is. Everybody's shooting out of the studio. So shout out to them. Um, the second thing I would say, uh, and this goes to 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 the video that we just watched. Is this Ashley uh, K is going to be better than his dad? His father is a mm -hmm. Hall of Famer. Um, would you say he's a uh, will be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Uh, yes. Ashley? Yes. Okay. This how old is he? Do we know his age? Maybe how old 16? is he? He's like a sophomore, sophomore or junior. Kyan Did you is see 16, the Now we've been watching the 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 James boys. We've been watching K. You know, there's a few others that's coming along. Gilbert Arena's son, a couple. We've been watching him for the past couple years. Where he was last year was he was a high school kid. That what you just saw, man, two years, the way his father, you know, trains him, pushes him, the environments he puts him in, in two years, this kid could, I don't even, it's the, I don't even know the rules anymore, Ashley, but this kid could be in the NBA. He's like that. Yeah. Now, obviously, probably go to school, maybe do one or two years. But this kid is special. He got real game. He's playing defense. Look how he shoot the basketball. Look at his handle, his IQ. And doing it against, you know, an NBA player. This is special, Ashley. Special. Um, I'm not going to go out on a limb and, and say, is he going to be better than his Scared. dad? He's 16. No, he's 16. And I also think that it's kind of an unfair. It's unfair to this next generation of players who have these famous dads to even put them in a situation where they're supposed to live up to their dad's career. They can have their own career. I mean, you know, Bryce and, and Bronny are going to be different than LeBron. Kyan's going to be different than Melo. I will say I see a lot of Melo in him from his handles to the way he releases the ball, his shot. Um, you know, the way he attacks the ball. I see a lot of Carmelo in him. Mm -hmm. So does he have the possibility to be better than his dad? There's always a possibility when you're learning from your dad. And the goal is to always for your kids to be better than you were. So obviously, I believe that the possibility is there. But I think also the possibility is that he's going to have a career that's completely different than his dad's. Mm -hmm. And there won't even right. be a comparison. He may be a better defensive player than his dad. Um, that may be the star of his game. He right. may He's win. Be a superstar. He may win chips. His dad has never won that before. You know what I mean? He mm -hmm. may never go to the Olympics. His dad has multiple Olympic records. The careers can be drastically different. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to put that on him. I will say though, it's very cool to see this next wave of of athletes that are specifically tied to some of our famous you know some of our favorite yeah. players right now i mean i remember when kyan was a baby and he was sitting courtside at yeah. denver nuggets games yeah. on lala's lap to see him as mm -hmm. a full-grown mm -hmm. teenager right. one i feel old <laughs> and two it's just so surreal i remember when Bronny was a baby one, one second one second ashley sorry to interrupt you i i have to just say bye to you guys there oh. you know we have another podcast another show coming in right now so thank you maggie thank you blue wire I love you guys at Paper Out, all the Paper Chasers, still working title. Not excited about this name that uh, <laughs> uh, Ashley and Corey came up with. Uh, but I'll see you guys Monday. Ashley, Corey, I'll try 
to uh, re I'll try to remember that we don't have a show tomorrow and not send you guys topics <laughs> and try to text you guys stuff that we can talk about tomorrow, okay? Uh, that's Bye. All right. That's all right, boss. Take it easy. All right. All right, please. All right B. But no, but no, continue with your Yeah, I just, I think it's really cool. Like, I remember when these guys were babies. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when Bryce was born. Like, I'm and, actually looking and at Savannah was on the sidelines pregnant with Bryce, and he's yeah. a full grown adult almost in size. It's just so crazy to see like how time flies. But it's also very cool. Like, I, I think that it's just very, very cool to kind of see the next, to see LeBron and Carmelo in, in these new versions. And to see how also they're going to be different. I'm excited to see these guys play. Yeah, yeah, me too. You think, you think Kyan Anthony follows his dad's footsteps and goes to Syracuse? I do believe, if I read it correctly, he already has an offer from Syracuse. Yeah. Um, I think it's hard, though. You know, Bronny, you know, LeBron didn't go to college, obviously. Bronny is going to USC. I think it's hard whenever you go to your dad's alma mater, especially where they've won a national championship yeah. like, it's he, not he like he, right it's not like he'd be going to syracuse and his dad never won he just played mm -hmm. like some we've seen that in the nba like mm -hmm. guys will go to their parents alma mater but they weren't national champions mm -hmm. um i think that i don't know so i think that um Kyan will probably blaze his own path yeah. i think that he'll, he'll entertain the idea of going to syracuse and if he does that'd be really cool to see him you know in the campus and the jersey that his dad once wore yeah. um but i wouldn't be surprised if he goes somewhere else yeah and, and does his own thing yeah, so yeah. no we'll see we'll see hey but uh, woo is kind of funny i've seen people in the chat they say this woo's time to shine now hey man you know what <laughs> i mean i'm just stepping up to the plate right when I can. you want to get in that chair <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> well well listen we're gonna throw you into this next this next debate here because Bleacher Report, we got a lot of a lot of rankings that we're going to be breaking down today. This might be the last one of the show, but Bleacher Report ranked their top five duels in the NBA. And honestly, same as like the wide receiver U rankings from earlier, um, there were some head scratchers in here, if you ask me. So let's throw that one up, BC. Number one, I mean, number one, I have no problems with. I have no, I have no problems with number one, but number one is Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. I get that one. I get that one. Oh, we, so we don't, have, we don't have this graphic, so maybe I might just have to list it. And we just we debate. don't. Oh no! Bear, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what happened there. Bear, all right, so bear with me, viewers. This this actually helps the I guess the listeners on SiriusXM because this is their experience every day. Um, but number one, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, that was number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, Ashley was Giannis Antetokounmpo and Drew Holiday. At number two, I'm gonna continue on with the list. Number three mm -hmm. was Nikola mm -hmm. Jokic and Jamal Murray. Number four was LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Number five, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. Did they get this right? No. Um, I so okay. Jokic and Murray, I would put how I would put higher than. There we go. Oh, we got it. Oh, we okay. got it. Yeah. Boom. Um. All right, here we go. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, I feel like are number one just on names alone because mm -hmm. we haven't really seen them do anything together. Yeah. So if we're going based on top five duos in the NBA that have actually done stuff together, Jokic and Murray should be one. They right. just they're fresh off a championship. Literally. So yep. I would rearrange this list. Jokic Murray one. I'd probably do Kevin Durant, Devin Booker three. I would put Tatum and Brown too. They're right. also fresh yeah, off yeah. of okay. an Eastern Conference Championship. Um, I would probably put Giannis. I don't know if Giannis and Drew Holiday would even make my list. Truthfully, honestly, top speaking. five. Yeah. 
LeBron and Anthony Davis, I'd I'd probably leave them. I don't know if I would. Yeah, I'd probably leave them for if I was going to do Jokic Murray 1, Brown Tatum 2, Durant Devin Booker 3. I'd probably leave LeBron James, Anthony Davis 4, Luka and Kyrie. Eh? Mm. Mm. Like, I think they were just going off names, but, like, if you ask me, what they produced last year was not top five worthy, if you ask me. What you think? I don't think so. I don't even think they figured out how to play together. Would you cons- – is a duo considered, like, a Jimmy and Bam? Yo, th- I was literally going to bring that up. Like, a I'd Jimmy put a and Jimmy, Bam. I'd put a Bam out of bio and Jimmy Butler on five before I put Luka Donic- Donkin- Doncic. <laughs> Doncic. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Yeah. Freaking tongue twisted for a second. I would <laughs> put number – I'd put them ahead of – uh, Luca and Kyrie, and even Giannis and, and Luca and Kyrie haven't point. even figured out how to play together yet. I don't even right. know if they do know how to play together right. at this point. Matter of fact, if you didn't want to put Jimmy and Bam, you could put Giannis and Drew Holiday before you put Luca and Kyrie. Yeah, that's just off of potential, I think. Right? That, yeah, that one's that's all off. That's yeah, that's, that's off literally names, off. That's literally name off a name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then you got to yo, come, uh, Joel Embiid and James Harden. Eh. No. MVP and 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 one of the best scorers in NBA because history. again I haven't really they don't Embiid plays great yeah right but like <laughs> yeah. them him and Harden aren't like this dynamic duo he's, that he's like carrying that duo huh? yeah Embiid's carrying that duo so like I feel like let me see that list one more time I feel like if I personally was redoing this list I would go Jokic Murray one they just won a championship together I would go Tatum and Brown. They're coming off of the Eastern Conference champion, um, Eastern Conference Championship again. Mm-hmm. I would go Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, and that's just strictly off a of name alone because we haven't really seen them mm-hmm. outside of the regular season. Yeah. I would go. I would leave LeBron and Anthony Davis. I think when they're at their best, they're really good. And I would leave five open to either Giannis and Drew or Jimmy and Bam. But Luca and Kyrie don't make my top five. Oh my goodness! Somebody in the chat just said Curry and Clay. It's a good point. Yeah. Curry oh wow! Yeah, I'm totally forgetting the Warriors. That. That's what I'm saying. Curry and Clay is actually okay. Great. So boom, check this out. I would. This is what I would do then. It would go: Jokic, Jamal Murray, Tatum and Brown, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. I would go Clay and Steph in four. Personally, Jimmy and Bam five. LeBron, Anthony Davis would be right outside with outside. six. And then you would start getting into Luka. Giannis, Drew, and then Luca and Kyrie, however yeah. you want to make that right. happen. Right. No Kawhi PG. I was thinking that too, but I thought I was going to receive some some hate because of that. I thought about that. <laughs> it just don't seem like they've had enough time to and, really and prove yeah, that. They kind of, they Who hasn't had enough Kawhi time? Kawhi and PG, yeah. the GOAT. I mean, if oh, we, no, yeah, no, I can't it, use them. It is a great duo if they're healthy, though. But, but yeah, it's, it's tough. How did, how did they forget Curry and Clay though? How they That's did, insane. I don't know. Because I, I feel like Clay hasn't been the Clay Thompson that we have That's seen when is. the Splash Brothers were in their prime. Good point. But I think that when they're good, they're they're better than Luca and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they're still the Splash Brothers. Right. I don't know. I wouldn't put. I don't know how Luca and Kyrie crack the top five. Truthfully, and then I was looking at. Uh, I was looking at. This is. I mean, this source fadeaway world. They got Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland in there. They actually ranked them at six. That was pretty confusing. And they had Joel Embiid, James Harden, which is why I brought them up. Who was another one that I saw? Oh, you know who might be the, like a new, a really good duo? Um, Marcus Smart and John Morant. Nah, nah, nah. nah. I, I, did I reach? I reach, I reach for it. Yeah, it, it they haven't even they haven't played a game yeah. together. What yeah. was you <laughs> that was a reach. No, no, I'm saying going into next season. That's that's what they're 
that's what you know this ranking is is for is also, also going into I mean you can yeah. change but you don't think Jaron Jaron Jackson and Morant well this this might actually be a better one Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram they're they're a handful <laughs> Zion Williamson's playing Zion. at, at, at at we just we just we just throwing names out here. Is that what he said? Is that what we doing? <laughs> what about yeah, like Beal? we literally what about Beal and KD? Yeah, we not. What's we're that? Beal and KD. You what? Switch up that. I mean, they got a yeah. trio. Yeah, what they about got the... Beal and KD or Beal and Booker? You know, you could split that up anyway. They got the super team. That's now. true. They do get the super <laughs> sure team do. with the lowest depth. Nah, we we not we not gonna reach just for for content. Let's be for real. Let's really. That's <laughs> why I, I, so I can't hear BC when this came out. Um, yeah, or check it out rather. Chill, Corey. No, Corey. <laughs> yeah, I lost it there, huh? <laughs> yeah, you 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 doing the most. Right uh, yeah, I reached. Well, listen. One of the names that came up in that duel was LeBron James, right? So actually, I want to talk about LeBron James and these Lakers. But LeBron James has been in the lab. Lately, let's take it this workout. Let's take a look, excuse me, at this workout video. LeBron James, he's looking good. Yo, LeBron, LeBron James looking good in, year, in front of year 21. It's, cra it's crazy to think that years, he's going. Yeah, that's though. what I'm saying. He's going into his 21st year and still looking like that. I mean, he's that guy. Y'all know he's my King goat. James. So. Oh, my <laughs> God. Y'all know he's my goat. Well, I know I'm not going to Y'all talk about this. I lost thing. something real quick. Keep talking. Did you, well, yeah. I mean, did, did you hear? I mean, listen, I know we were talking about Kobe earlier. Okay, I'm back. And he, I think, I think Brandon made the statement that he was top three, and he said he was two. Did, did Brandon say that? Did I, did I miss? He said him? Kobe Bryant was the second best player of all time. I mean, come on now. Like I, I, mean, I didn't want to interject because you know, all respect to Kobe. Yeah, I love of course. Kobe, but LeBron James is up there. Kobe's third for me. Yeah, yeah. Kobe. Uh, I mean, I've be, I've begun to. I forgot who I pulled up into three. Uh, no, nah, but he, he's my three too. But LeBron James and the Lakers. What are you expecting out of LeBron James going into year one, though, Ashley? You're going into year 21? You said year 20. one. <laughs> he wish it was year, year one. And year one plus 20. Um, <laughs> plus what am I expecting 20. from him? From, from him? The same level of, yeah. of competition and athleticism and dedication that we've seen from him last season, the season before that. What am I expecting from the Lakers? Nothing. But no, but like what I mean by that is like, are we going to start to see LeBron James start to change his game up a little bit? LeBron's, like, on the, LeBron's game, and people are going to get mad when I say this, but this is not saying that it's, when I say it's on the decline, mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's on the decline drastically, mm -hmm. but you have seen year by year how his game has started to take more of a dip as he's gotten older yeah. in different aspects. He's still really dominant and he is still the ultimate competitor, but he is on the decline a little bit. You know, he gets, you know, the bumps and the bruises and, and the and the back-to-back -back start to affect him a little bit more than they did five years ago. Mm -hmm. A little bit more than they did three years ago. And yeah. that's okay. He's getting older. He's almost 40. Mm -hmm. So I think that you're going to see it change even more than it has last season. I think one of the things that kind of was the biggest, like, um, spotlight on him last year for me was his how unreliable he was shooting mm -hmm. 
a lot of his shots, especially those three shots, I mean, he has absolutely at times no three ball game at all. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember the actual game, but it was was it the Lakers series against um drawing a blank. What's the team? What which round? Which round? Um, first round series. It might have been the first round where he was just chucking up those three balls and nothing was hitting. Yeah, didn't he go for like he a wouldn't, span, but he the, would the not Grizzlies, stop shooting the three. Like, yeah. and it was like, how many of these do you have to hit for them mm -hmm. to realize they're not gonna hit? Like, yeah, I think he went three games, like I, I, you know, to start that series without making a three. It was something. Yeah, it was something that you know we hadn't seen really from LeBron. I think one of the things that you're noticing about LeBron is he's starting to rely more on his body than he's ever done before because I feel like his shot has started to take a dip. Um, I feel like his jump shot's a little wonky a lot of the times. Like, And that's, you can expect that. You get older, your knees, your ankles, like everything you need for the power in your shot mm -hmm. starts to change. So he's relying a lot of just being bigger than you, stronger than you, and being able to get it in the paint. Mm -hmm. um, I think you're going to see more of that game from him, of using his body. But then what happens with that? is I still think he's one of the biggest guys on the floor, so it's not going to be a drastic change for him. But I think that what happens is as you get older mm -hmm. and you start to constantly rely on your body, you start to get gas more. Mm -hmm. You start to put yourself on the line for injuries and, and bumps and back. Now my back hurts, my shoulder mm -hmm. hurts. But he's going to have he's gonna have no choice but to do that because I feel like his shot has taken a dip. So it's gonna be interesting how he combats where he is with his age. Um, but again, I don't think that he's going to be a bum. Mm. I still think he's gonna be one of the best players in the league. Yeah. However, I don't see the Lakers doing anything. That's what I'm saying, and that's kind of leads me to my next question, because is gonna be enough? Is, is no. LeBron James and Anthony Davis gonna be enough no. for the Lakers? Because I'm looking at their roster now. Of course, they made the addition of Gabe Vincent, great addition. But I'm almost thinking that they need to add some like a player for scoring. Like I'm not seeing where the scoring is going to come it's not. from. The Lake the Lakers aren't. Here's the issue: the Lakers had all the talk and all the the the, the hoo rah behind the Lakers during this offseason was that they were going to reload and they were going to build a championship team. They were going to go after Kyrie. Kyrie's mm -hmm. in Dallas. Mm -hmm. um, they re-signed some of their guys, but. It's LeBron and K it's LeBron and KD. It's LeBron and AD at mm -hmm. the forefront. And the issue with that is LeBron's almost 40. Yeah. AD can't go a season without sustaining an injury. Mm -hmm. When he's not on the floor, now the workload is even more so on LeBron, who again is almost 40. Yeah. So I don't see how they have made it easier for their two stars to win yeah. if anything i feel like they've made it harder braun is still lebron freaking james right. but again he's almost 40. Mm. so you're gonna see him get gas he's not gonna go ahead and give you 40 plus minutes of prime lebron james anymore he can't do that if anthony davis is not healthy to go ahead and help him where is your help coming from exactly. where's your third option exactly austin reeves like who's gonna help you Right. Mm -hmm. and, well, and that was all, that's what I was going to ask, right? Who's the most important Laker not named LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Now you got, I'll give you some names, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, Gabe Vincent, Jackson Hayes was somebody they just acquired via trade. Rui Hachimura was somebody they acquired, you know, through the, you know, the middle of the season, like in the middle of the season next year. Who's the most important Laker outside of, you know, LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Got to be D'Lo, right? I don't. 
How is it D'Lo when they were going to go ahead and he was on the trading block because they weren't utilizing him? Well, I'm just saying he's he's a great shooter. So like if that if you're looking for a shooter, that's he, who you want to probably lean into. He ha- like Austin he has Reeves. Say that again. Austin Reeves. He's gonna be he's gonna be the X factor. Yeah, yeah. I'd say if they want to if, if they want success, but BC, you tell me. Don't don't they need almost like 20 points per game from him? Yeah, yeah. But I think they'll get a good 15 out of him a game that they. They've been showing a uh, good confidence in in Austin and what he could do. So I think I think he'll get that. He'll get close to it. He'll get yeah. close to it. It's... I mean, he averaged seventeen point eight last season. So yeah, you know, exactly. there's, right there. there's, it's not like he's not already right there. See, but look, this the is issue the, with D'Angelo Russell though, he doesn't play defense. Yeah, and you sometimes get a D'Angelo Russell that's giving you buckets, and then sometimes he doesn't exist. So I know everyone's like, oh, Ashley, I thought you liked depth. Yeah, like on paper, they're a deep team, but they're not a... Re- they're really giving you defensive depth. They're, yes, me. right. It's, Outside de- of it's defensive depth, not so much offensive depth, and also offensive. It's not offensive depth because it's not reliable. Like when you looked at like, for example, when you looked at the Denver Nuggets, mm-hmm. For the most part, unless it was just an, a, a, just an anomaly of a game, you knew what Bruce Brown was going to give you. Mm-hmm. You knew what this player was going to give you. You knew what that player was going to give Chris you. Brown. Can you really rely? And then you had your X factors. You had Christian Brown and, mm-hmm. and like guys who like got hot and then sometimes had a little bit more of a, a lax game. Can you really depend on an Austin Reeves to give you 20-plus points a game? Can you really depend on an Angelo Russell, D'Angelo Russell to give you 20-plus points no. a game? So can you really depend on everybody? And that is going to be a necessity because I'm telling you right now, LeBron is going to be tired. Anthony Davis is going to miss time. Mm-hmm. So where are you going to fill that those gaps when offensively speaking, you're really not that deep because you're not that reliable? That's my concern on why they really desperately needed a third star to add to the tandem of AD and LeBron because yeah. it's going to be hard for those guys. Yeah. I would have thought they would have been better off, you know, bringing, I mean, I don't know how realistic this was, but bringing in a guy like Kyrie, that was obviously like the talk, you know, of, you know, the end of the year last year when we saw Kyrie Irving, you know, appear at a Lakers game and then through the offseason. So that's where I, that's where I felt the Lakers could have improved on last year, right? Because right. I mean, that's, that's the name of the game. You want to get better than last year. I don't see how they improve on last year with the roster that they have. Now, see, go ahead. Go ahead, BC. I'm sorry, my bad. No, go ahead. They'll probably have a, uh, another busy trade deadline. You think because, so? Yeah, because last season everybody was saying the same thing. Yeah. Like, oh, what's this roster going to do? It's so kind of wonky, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Trade deadline came. They hit it out the park. They did, though. And they, you know, they turned they, into they, a contender. Yeah. So they I did. Think, I think they'll take some of the same, some of the same approach this year. Maybe flip some of these pieces. Maybe some of these guys that are on short-term contracts, they'll probably be out of there, mm-hmm. trade deadline, and go try to get a big fish or something like that. Yeah. But I think also everyone's in the chat saying we're hating on the Lakers because didn't they go to the Western Conference Finals last year? We also have to look at what the West was last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, I think they you mean didn't, from what they came from, right? Before the yes, deadline. it was impressive what they came from and how yeah. at the trade deadline, like we're talking about, they were able to flip, make some moves, and they were able to go ahead to the Western Conference Finals. But let's not oversell that let's also look at the west that at that point let's also look at when they had to really go against a team that was prime and ready to go what happened to them 
that. No, but they made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals. I think that's what people are saying is that, yes, don't overdo it, but also don't underrate them. I'm not underrating them, but I'm what I'm also saying is a lot of – look at, for example, let's use the Miami Heat as example, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. They overachieved. Absolutely. And what happened to them is when they got against a team – that they could no longer overachieve against and was ready to rumble with them, yeah, what happened? Yeah, yeah. Knocked them out. And that was a and I'd be willing to say that was a better team than what the Lakers had last season. And they overachieved in the West. Yes. I am not knocking that. It was impressive. I didn't have them going that far. Brandon thought they were going all the way at that point. <laughs> but just because you overachieve in a season doesn't mean that is now the standard of which you can play. It just means you had a season where a lot of things worked in your favor for you to get to that point. The Miami Heat are going to have an issue to get to that point again unless, once again, they overachieve because now all their pieces are gone. Mm -hmm. While the Lakers have maintained some of their pieces, you're still com- unless they do exactly what they did last season, which is flip at the trade deadline and just like hit it out of the park. You have to account for the fact that Anthony Davis is going to miss time. LeBron James is almost forty years old. Now you have a West where you have the reigning champs. You have a healthy Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal now Hill. just added to the West. You have the Memphis Grizzlies who just added Marcus Smart and um, what's his name? What's that other guy? Derrick Rose. Right? No, not Derrick. Oh no, just Marcus Smart. Derrick yeah, Rose Marcus is not Smart. Derrick Rose. Still you have, vision. you still got to worry about the Timberwolves because mm-hmm. although they're not a championship team, they are going to rough you up when you got to play them. Mm-hmm. Think of all the teams in the West now that you are starting at zero that that yeah. are ready to go this time around. Mm-hmm. You think that's going to be a yeah. cakewalk? It's not. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I just think they're going to land somewhere in the middle, five, four, five, six, somewhere like that. You have them that high. Yeah, I do. I th- yeah, what I I'm trying to say that, is the momentum you have the coming from that team. Or five? Yeah. No so way. what's your what? So what is your what's your ranking? <laughs> Four or five is high. That is Andrew. high. That is high. You don't think that's high? But if hell they yeah. hell yeah, that's high. Yeah, that's high. All right, that's I'm gonna give them like the same. Then well, I'll say seven. Well, let's I'll look at the so Western playing Conference. Team. Yeah. I can give you a playing team. I'll say, I'll for say sure. seven. I'll give you a playing team. I didn't realize how high that looks. Yeah, I think I think they could finish maybe this regular season a spot higher than they were last year. Do they go further in the playoffs, though? That's my thing. I think they can have maybe a better regular season this year than they had last year because they're bringing all of those additions that they made back, right? So they have some continuity there. And I'm not even going to lie, I forgot this guy, Jalen hood Shafino. He's, he's, he's going to be a rookie. I was watching him a lot in the summer, summer league. league. He's nice. He's actually pretty nice. And another name that came up in the chat, too, is this the, the year that we're actually going to see Cam Reddish like, reach his potential? <laughs> Don't, don't ask me in I know, BC. As Knicks fans, that's what I'm saying. As Knicks fans, I know y'all y'all, y'all, y'all probably rubbed the wrong way by him. You, oh, you, you, did, did he play the crowd? Did, did he play the crowd laughter? But no, I mean, like, what do you, how you guys I'm feel about think, him, though? I'm doing, I'm doing the, this ranking, though, in my head real quick. I don't see how you have four because you got to think Nuggets. This is not an order. Let's just, I'm just going to throw the top four out there. Nuggets, Suns. You have Nuggets, Suns. I think the Kings will be in the fo- top four. You still got the Warriors. Yeah, Kings are going to be good next year. The Kings are going to be great next year. You got the Warriors. You got the Grizzlies. That's top five right there. 
I'm worried about the Warriors. Y'all I know like I, the, I, I do like not believe in CP3 Lakers. on that you team. You got the Thunder. I mean, you got, I think. The Mavs are going to be a The Mavs too. are going to be, the like, Clippers, how do you the have the Mavs? Four. You can't say that, though, because we don't know how good Mavs are going to be. The Mavs are going to be good enough to be in the top five, top play, an actual playoff team. That's not what the end of the season said, though. That's The end of the season. The end of the season didn't, but remember, Kyrie got there middle of the season. They they have a whole off season now, and they're going to have a training camp and a preseason. I feel like the top six, I don't see how the Lakers crack that. My thing is the Lakers didn't have a chance midseason, made the trades, made seventh seed. The Mavs was a shoe-in for the playoffs and failed to make it. You have more reason to say that they're going to be a higher seed. The Mavs were a shoe-in for the playoffs who didn't understand the concept of chemistry. (laughs) Say it again? The Mavs were only a shoe-in for the playoffs for people who didn't understand the concept of chemistry. There was no Mm -hmm. way Kyrie was going to get there in February Mm -hmm. and him and Luca were going to flip a switch and become uh, the Splash Bros. That was never (laughs) going to happen. It was possible. It was never going to happen. Even if it was 10%, it was possible. No, it was never going to happen. That only only the the, uh, casual fans thought they were going to flip that switch and make that happen. It was never going to happen. Hey. Ever. You know who I have as a dark horse out the West? And mark my words, I feel like, yo, there's a couple there's a couple guys, players, and teams that I'm calling to have good seasons across the NFL and the NBA. The Dark Horse NBA team that I have out the West this year, I want to be, be – so you know who I'm going to say? The Pelicans? No, 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 no. Oh, I don't oh. think it's a team anybody's expecting. Houston Rockets. I think the Houston Rockets are going to be a problem. Houston Rockets I'd rather say be, Portland. I'm Houston Rockets to do what exactly? They're going to be a team that's going to be in the mix for a playing team. Oh, a playing team? I don't doubt that. And, and and we all know anything goes with you know when you're a playing team and you're catching that catching that fire at the right time, i.e. the Miami Heat. <laughs> so like, I, who knows? They got some veteran leadership. Playing teams. They got some veteran leadership and 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 Fred Van Fleet. They got they got my boy Dylan Brooks, <laughs> oh, and they got Jeff Green. Just three <laughs> veterans that I think can really add something to that team, and they have a whole bunch of young superstars. So. I don't know, man. I, I, I wouldn't doubt a playing team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, anything's possible. Playing's kind of open the door, but... You said 10th seed? Yeah, probably <laughs> yeah. like a 10th or 9th. Yeah, I that's see, what I'm I saying. I, I think they could... They could they're going to be better than the Spurs. Victor Wimbiama. Yeah, Victor Wimbiama. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't like it. I don't the like Spurs it. ain't shaking nothing this year. Yeah, yeah. I don't really like... I don't you don't like think the Spurs, Spurs can be a playing team? I don't like the Spurs for, no, for maybe that, one If the more Lakers are a playing team, you think the Spurs are going to be one? Remember, playing 7 through 10. One more year. Go up to ten. I thought it was only eight. Okay, no, it's so. seven through ten. Yeah. It's four yeah, playing spots. They could probably get ten. So I'm saying, the, I'm, I'm not. Who I'm else not. is on that team? Um, they the got Rockets, the Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. The, Spurs. The oh, I'm sorry, I'm still on the Rockets. I mean the Spurs. The Spurs. You have the Keldon Johnson. You got Jeremy. Um. Yeah, Jeremy Shokran. Sh- Sh- yeah, I'm I mean, sure how his last name is pronounced. Maybe like maybe I definitely like, would say could, by next year. They could creep in maybe at they 10. Have, I'm not betting on it, but they have some good guards. That's why Victor Wimbayama getting thrown into the mix was a was a good addition for the Spurs. So I mean we'll I mean see. if they take Evan Fournier off of the Knicks, then maybe, you know, they can go do something over there on the I'm Spurs. not betting on it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's a little bit of a reach. I do believe Houston can be a playing team. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. We'll yeah. see. All right, y'all. So we're out of time. It's been another great week. It was a good one. It was a good one. So we're going to highlight y'all. We're going to be back Monday again for another great episode, another great week. But that is it. I, Corey in the Cut, Ashley Nicole Moss, Woo Out West, BC in the Booth, signing out. We'll highlight y'all. Have a good weekend. <laughs>